Werewolves Within, released July 2nd, 2021. The latest Ubisoft film. I'm Dylan Vento. Yeah, I'm Nick Nundall. <laughs> I, was, I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> I'm going to attract mode. Uh, Werewolves Within, apparently a property that's pretty popular, I guess, popular enough to make a movie off of. Yeah, what a wild, unexpected, like, who who demanded this? Who done um, it? Yeah, who done it? I, I do, like, before we get into it, I, I was surprised because I was convinced before we watched it that this was a movie that, like, existed, and then they were like, oh, we can slap our name on that and cross-market uh mm. I, I was like i was sure that was the case but no this was apparently fully developed as a game tie-in in spite of it having almost nothing to do with the game at all um yeah. the game being werewolves within the vr like rendition of the more classic tabletop betrayal game very fun i like those kinds of games i've never played the vr one but now maybe i will so maybe they maybe they made the right choice <laughs> Have you seen like screenshots of it or anything? Have you looked at the yeah. the VR game at all? Yeah. What a <laughs> what a drastically different interpretation they went with. <laughs> yeah, cuz like it's a fantasy setting, isn't it? In the in the VR game? Yeah, it's like a little like 1600s era village which is a I'm pretty sure um I, I wonder if if anyone involved was also critically involved in developing One Night Ultimate Werewolf. I, you would hope because they clearly stole like the color scheming and the visual mm. style from that. So you hope that it was like an evolution and not just like, oh, that's profitable. Or, you know, the, let's take that. But it, it looks very much like the art on the One Night Ultimate Werewolf packs. Um, and this movie looks like the real world. <laughs> so I don't understand when they made that jump. And it's probably just because it's a lot cheaper to costume real world stuff than it is to costume hyper saturated brilliant colored 1600s costumes unless you want to make it animated unless you want to make it animated yeah which would definitely not pull in as much interest i'm glad they did what they did ultimately like this is a better movie for it i don't think it would have worked as well set in that kind of fictional you know fantasy town era um a fantasy town era you know the era of time in real world where <laughs> things <laughs> yeah, were fantasy a fantasy town. town welcome to fantasy town but but yeah, it, it's barely associated with the game at all, much to the movie's benefit, probably. Right. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I uh, I think, I mean, I have no attachment to this property. Obviously, it's like pretty, yeah, who would? I mean, it's relatively unknown. Um, I like werewolf well enough. I'm really bad at werewolf because <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm a bad liar. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't derive a lot of joy out of those liars games outside of uh some it has to have more structure so like in among us i really enjoy because like it's there, there's there's a game to play besides lying well there's a game to play but also like it's easier to ad lib lying it's like oh i was doing this or i was doing that like like yeah. it's there's a structure in place instead of something like resistance or werewolf where you have to like create things from whole cloth um well, let me tell you something I fucking love lying. <laughs> I was that a lie? I no. I love the <laughs> resistance and werewolf, and now I, I I do like I didn't even know this VR game existed, but I might want to check it out um, sure. because I really do enjoy just like convincing people of a story, and I hate lying in my real life. Now is that a lie? You'll have to decide. But oh no! <laughs> but I hate lying when it's like real stakes. But I love acting lying when there's no yeah. actual consequence of my lying like i very much enjoy lying in the game uh as a as a format so if if there were no consequences in real life would you lie more oh that's interesting 
how would that work? <laughs> what would be, I would I like, so like I lie where I'm just like, you know, I've got a waterbed. <laughs> Ooh. And there's no consequence to that lie because no one else will ever <laughs> have to know whether I do or don't have a waterbed. Until that fateful day when someone comes over and is like a big waterbed enthusiast, but you didn't know that, but they're like, hey, can I check out your waterbed? And hey, you're like, oh, no, sorry, it's my private room. I still wouldn't let them like I don't care that you, you like keep, water beds. That's keep my the room going on. Yeah. Or what if your wife lets slip that you don't actually have a water bed? To See, that's person, a that's like, a consequence then. Yeah. But like we have to assume either that my wife is in on the lie or that I've like sanctioned off this piece of my life <laughs> with my water bed lies <laughs> you're, where you're, I'm you're, only you're, lying to people she doesn't interact with. Waterbed lies will lie where they lie. Oh, man. But yeah, I'm I, among us. I like Secret Hitler. I like because there's more structure there. Um, mm-hmm. Werewolf. I enjoy playing, but I, I'm just so bad at it. And also, you, you get that one asshole friend, who I guess isn't a friend at that point. But like, you know, one asshole in your game that's just like super charismatic and just kind of like holds sway over everything. And then it's like we're not even playing a game anymore. We're just trying to fight for attention with the fucking one guy that won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, that can be a thing. Whereas in Among Us, you just kill that guy and you're like, fine, I don't have to hear him talk. <laughs> now, if you could kill more people in real life without consequence, would you do it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I have a, a running list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you're on it because you lie. I'd murder anyone who looked at me cross-eyed. <laughs> so, uh, hmm. so this is both a new movie also a movie that the entire conceit is or as it builds up the conceit is you you want you're trying to figure out who done it yeah. who 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 is the doer of who that werewolf? Who is the werewolf yeah the, the hit new show on abc who that werewolf <laughs> yeah. i would i would watch whatever that is. i'd watch the pilot of at you least would. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want to know who that werewolf is <laughs> it me oh wow sorry spoilers um oh, man. that's why the, the pilot didn't get off the ground um but uh so i think we need to tackle this and like kind of like i mean well i mean this podcast will obviously end with you knowing who that werewolf is <laughs> who that werewolf. um so if you're concerned about that shut this off yeah made major spoilers ahead but we don't need to kind of go plot for plot which um i don't know we, we go back and it's forth a tough, on that a lot of this yeah, podcast. It, it's, it's tough because how do you set up things without doing that? But in this one, we're going to talk about a lot of what happens in the movie, but not necessarily scene to scene. Uh, also, the thing about this movie is like it is it is a fairly concise plot with a dense load of comedic one-liners. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is every single line wanna, is written as a comedy. You want to run that sentence again? What? Dense load. Oh, I, I, I stand by it. it okay. <laughs> right. Right. Nick stands by his dense load. You heard it well, here first. Listen, some people might appreciate Fertility is important. Yeah. So I, yeah, it, it, it's, it's so many, so much of this movie is just like punchline, 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 that we can skip over a lot of it and say it. I, well, I mean, I can say my opinion. It is funny. It is yeah. funny and worth watching just to get the one liner laughs. Like, if you're listening to this podcast before watching the film, I would recommend probably turning it off and go watch the film and come back because it's it's a good time. I mean, we could re- we could list out all the jokes for you if you want to. <laughs> yeah, we could go every scene and list them all out. Um, my main criticism is different from Dylan's, what you talked right before, is that I felt like the whodunit mystery was not much of a big mystery, and I'll leave it at that. I won't say more. But you felt like it was compelling you were you were along for the ride yeah i was interested and it was really interesting uh watching how like being someone that's played enough among us at this point like watching like the different like shifts in behavior and like how like oh i get it now now the movie is trying to shift suspicion to this character or shift suspicion Mm -hmm. to this character and i really i really liked how it how it did that and it made it it made it fall in line with like those, you know, your people's personal experiences with, with playing yeah. those types of games where it's like, Oh, I obviously, it's obviously gotta be this person. And then in the next round, that person dies. You're like, huh? So here's okay. my, my criticism of that is that there's a meta 
version of a meta aware version of me where I know that the first people they cast doubt on can't be the actual werewolves because then the movie would be over too quick. (laughs) So you have to set up suspicion on characters who are not actually suspicious yet um, so that then they can either die off, which there's a lot, there's a big cast in this movie just here to die um, and add, you know, complications and things like that. And it's like, well, I know if it's if they if they immediately set up this person as being untrustworthy, uh, then then that person can't be the villain because you know they could be a villain, and this movie does have multiple villains, I would say, but they can't be the villain because that's too obvious and too quick. So uh, it keeps me out of the mystery. Whereas I think of like the two best examples of a mystery film and granted holding a video game movie up to the two (laughs) best examples of them are, uh, (laughs) this is so stupid. Uh, knives out, which is a genuinely good mystery movie and clue, which Uh is a totally ridiculous mystery movie, but you don't know what's happening the whole time unless you've seen it before. And even then with the multiple endings, maybe you don't know at all. Never Um, seen clue. Oh, it's great. You should definitely watch it. It when it aired in theaters, the big thing that it did was and you may know this already, but it had multiple endings, so depending on which showing you went to, you got an A ending, B ending or a C ending or whatever. And now if you like watch it, it just plays all the endings back to back. But at the time, everybody came out of the theater with a different story about what happened, you know. And so if you talk to your friends and it wasn't the era of the internet and all that, you you didn't know what was going on uh, and why their version was different. I love that. I think that's fantastic. And I kind of hoped not that this would be it because obviously they can't do that with, you know, oh, they could, but it wouldn't be you, yeah, stealing that premise would not be good. <laughs> um, but I hoped for more twistiness in this than I got. And that was my big disappointment. Your big ding. My big ding with Remember this the dang dings? movie. The dings in this dang movie are that it was a little bit disappointed with how straightforward it was, but fun all the way through. Yeah. Um, Enjoyable movie. Yeah. A great movie? I don't know. No, but it is one of the better video game movies. So if your scale of greatness is in video game movies, it's up there. Like, sure. I can't wait till we get to where we rank all of these movies in some fashion oh to find God. out which ones are the our, actual really good ones. Our tier list of video game movies <laughs> in 60 years before we die. We'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have to um, update it every time a new one gets released. All right. Directed by Josh Rubin, who I've always enjoyed him as a person. He's a college humor guy. Um, so like I, I do enjoy following where his career is going. He recently did another horror movie on Shudder called Scare Me with um the 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 lady who was the uh stormfront in the boys um, oh okay. why can i think right. of her name off the top of my head i don't know that actress but oh okay well it just it, you know fun seeing him like move into movies now and what he's gonna do and this is like he's got influences that align with influences i enjoy so i think i'm gonna like where his career goes and i want to keep sure. watching it and that's then, also nice because that's that's really low stakes right because it's a low stakes property yeah, you know, have a director that's relatively new but talented, right? Show yeah. talent, like, and then you get a good product out of it with some with, and we'll go down the the list of uh, you know, the cast at at some point, I'm sure, but like a lot of kind of relatively small names or no names, um, mm-hmm. that you like seeing, like they all fit their roles pretty well, and they do them with aplomb, I think. And yeah, I, I definitely agree. That this like propels them to like better opportunities. Yeah. The movie was written by Mishnah Wolf. And that's mighty suspicious. Dick Wolf? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I just think it's a little suspicious that she wrote a werewolf movie and her name is Wolf. And I think we need to keep an eye on that situation. So, okay. That's fair. Werewolf, you know, werewolf hunters beware. Yeah. We should, we should ask her if she has a, she has a waterbed. (laughs) Okay. Good, good call. Uh, <laughs> then we'll know. Um, so let's talk about some of the people in this movie. Our, our first person we meet is Forest Ranger Finn Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Um, he is basically protagonist of the film. Arguably, like we, all the characters get a fair amount of screen time, but he's certainly the centerpiece of the movie. Um, really, just likable. Like everybody's nice guy character. We do it, even when we meet him. We're learning that he's trying to break out of his like passive 
pacificity <laughs> um, <laughs> by listening to a self-help tape on his way driving into town um, where he's like trying to practice screaming and saying the word balls. And, yeah. Shout <laughs> balls, 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 balls. Yeah. And like he's just immediately endearing as this like, okay, he's too nice and he's trying to break out of it. And, you know, maybe he has some anger management issues or personality management issues. I wonder if he's a werewolf possibly going on like right from the gate. So he uh, he arrives in town and meets uh, the the innkeeper at the inn he's staying at. And she is in an argument, kind of passive argument, but uh, like a like a, um, a fatiguing argument with uh, Sam Parker. Is that his name? It's something Mr. Parker anyway. Parker, yeah. Um, he is the, yeah, Sam the sort of like corporate gas man shill who wants to destroy this town and make way for a gas line to come through. Or not not literally destroy the town, but like buy up a bunch of land, put the gas line through, make it an industry town. It would also potentially drive a lot of business to local businesses, so there's other characters we're gonna meet. There's a the the other most important character in the film is also introduced in this first scene. Yeah, uh, Cecily, yep. um, who, who's played by the AT and T lady on the right. AT and T commercials. I see her constantly on my Twitter feed. Uh, Milana Vaintrub, I think is how you pronounce her last name. I couldn't. She's tell great you. <laughs> in this. I love. I I thought she did great in this. Yeah. Um she's got all of the charisma you need to play the character she played, which is like kind of quirky. Um, uh, small town girl who's you know a little bit more aware of the world than everyone else here but still trapped in the confines of this this lifestyle um, the, the the first time finn meets her he's like oh you're the the male man and she's like male person gender construct. construct yeah <laughs> like right like, off the gate good yeah that's pretty good they, they're, they're every line said in this movie is very carefully constructed and like she's telling you who she is from that get-go um she and uh and the male person finn or no i mean she is the male person she and the ranger finn a uh, forest ranger um established that like hey there's been a complaint that someone might be doing some trapping um, we need you to go check that out come with me and i'll show you around town and they just kind of have like an immediate chemistry he he's really nervous around her she's kind of into him um and that is our vehicle for touring the town to meet all of the other characters in the town um because one of the most important things is setting up all of these people so that you can start killing them off and having um, uh, yeah, your suspicions your suspicions grow throughout the movie. So do we want to go through the whole list? How do you want to handle? I think, I mean, I think that's for the best. I mean, um, just cause like it, it, it's literally what they do with this scene, right? It's like yeah. is Cecily is like, Oh, we got to walk. I got to deliver a package. And as they're walking to the place to deliver a package, she just, they just run into basically all the characters in the town mm-hmm. and she, introduces them and it's also really interesting because like like i said like it's a lot of like people it's like oh i've seen that actor before and like a bit role somewhere else like the innkeeper is played by katherine Curtin, and i don't remember what i see her from but she in a lot of cases she does fit this very like kind of down to earth like you know friendly neighborly um you kind of middle-aged woman and that's the role she she sits she plays in this and i i think she does a really good job in that have you seen orange is the new black i've seen like two episodes of it so i don't remember her that's the only thing i really know her from but she is one of the like security guards in that who has a sort of like very small side story pseudo romance with another one of security guards yeah is she like a mean security guard like a security guard with a heart of gold she is like a security guard who is there. <laughs> like I, I don't, oh, okay. I don't think she ever does anything like super hard of Goldie, but she also is never a brutal mean character in any way. Um, but yeah, so we have them. Um, I think the first characters we meet are the Hicks, right? At the, the, at the mechanics. Yeah. Order doesn't even matter, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. So they, they're, they're just like yelling out in the street and, uh, complaining about some packages not being delivered, uh, to the mail person and, um, just being like, Hey, these are, these are clearly our trash characters for the town. Um, we also have a, um, gay couple who, what do they, they they like peek in on them through a window so they're running like a storefront or something what's their yeah deal? it's like a yoga studio yoga there uh, goes okay one of the partners does um, but like they make it very clear that they are like uh former 
like one of them the other the other partner is like a former uh silicon valley like tech ceo or executive yeah. and they have like they're independently wealthy and they decided they they went to move somewhere that was like full of nature and everything yeah um so just um, like kind of like very stereotype new age gay couple you know power power couple kind of thing one of whom is played by uh the actor who plays guillermo in um uh oh my god what we do in the shadows so oh, okay. so he's gone from vampires to werewolves which is a fun career choice and and who is the other actor um the yeah what has the, he been the, in? the taller slender one he looks super familiar but i can't i can't place him um i wish i had photos of the cast in front of me that would help uh me lock this uh, in cheyenne jackson is the guy i'm thinking of i'm trying I, th- I feel like he's been in like something with maybe like superheroes or, or something i don't yeah, know I mean, he's a very attractive like traditionally attractive yeah. dude square jaw kind of thing so that's that's oh good oh good he's gonna be in borderlands oh okay <laughs> so great we're gonna see him again um <laughs> look under since you're talking about him being a super attractive dude right under that in his imdb he's playing handsome cop in stellar people <laughs> <laughs> my character's awesome. name is handsome cop um he was in american horror story which is probably where i've seen him before um, he's in watchmen the show oh i i don't guess remember he, guess, him in that at all but uh, he doesn't show his face he's the body for hood hooded uh, justice apparently gotcha gotcha um oh yeah no they do they do show his face at one point and i do recall him now um okay interesting okay so all right enough of his <laughs> wikipedia page yeah 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 um but anyways, uh, we've got those guys, and then we have the conservative, uh, uh, like stand-in of all like <laughs> all dumb red state people, I guess, basically, because they're like they they clearly have like a bad marriage. They aren't aware of other people's feelings in any given interaction, and they're all for the pipeline coming in because it will bring in people who will then purchase souvenirs from this lady's shop she wants to open like a little craft yeah, she's shop. like a crazy cat lady but substitute cats for crafts she's just like yeah. this kind of like very mousy kind of like midwestern type just no social graces at all <laughs> um she like she when 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 uh she meets finn for the first time she's like oh hi like i made you this and it's like a it's what do they call it? it's like a wash bottle angel yeah like a soap bottle yeah yeah, it's like an old soap bottle that's been made into an angel with like a felt like ranger coat and shit on it in Halo. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's a very pale me because it has a white <laughs> head and he is a black actor playing this role. So, <laughs> Which also, which makes me wonder, is his name a reference to John Boyega's character in Star Wars? Like, is that? Uh, I didn't even consider that, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. I was wondering that, like, when they introduced yeah, him, I was like, I could see that. Seems when you have a very famous black actor or black character in Star Wars, you name your your black character same name. Seemed interesting. Yeah. Um, the yeah. So so there's that the you know red state couple like you said, and then the last person they introduce right is the uh, the fucking Grizzly Adams motherfucker. Yeah. Um, which this starts Second Amendment libertarian. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a weird setup because the whole time, like the Cecily and Finn have been clearly vibing, clearly enjoying each other's company throughout the day, exploring this town. And then she's like, all right, well, here's where my package is. And he's the guy who you have to go talk to about like the illegal trapping. Why don't you go up there alone by yourself? (laughs) And, uh, so he's like, okay, I guess so. Um, and he gets a phone call from his ex-girlfriend, which is a running plot element as well. And while he's going up on the phone, she sort of makes a half-hearted effort to be like, oh, and also you should pay attention to the signs, um, which read that you will be shot on sight if you trespass on this land. Uh, yeah. And he doesn't hear her, and she makes no additional effort to make sure he's going to be safe. She's like, mm, okay. Guess he'll die. Yeah. Um, and, and it just feels like really weirdly out of character for her to do that um but she goes he goes up and he uh he knocks on this guy's door and the guy emerges from around a corner with a shotgun pointed at him um and is like get off my property 
Um, but he's also covered in fur. He's, he's like, like he's like a nineteenth century fur trapper. It's it's ridiculous. so wild because not only is he covered in furs, he's wearing the wolf head, but he has added extra teeth into the wolf's <laughs> head, so it has like two rows of teeth, which is so fucking cool. <laughs> um, and it's like clear that it's like oh man in wolf skins could be a wolf shapeshifter. He's dangerous, but also from the meta perspective, you're like can't be him because he's wearing wolf skins he clearly kills wolves and you kind of hope maybe he's like a werewolf hunter or something you got different thoughts about him uh leapt to my mind anyway um yeah i mean that's why i didn't like have like super confidence in like who it was going to be at the beginning i was like oh okay like it could be that guy like obviously they make it very apparent that it could be that guy yeah but the movie is so good at like making you go back and forth and double back on your assumptions um from my perspective like how games of this genre play out it's like you go around and you try to suss it out like sometimes you are super confident at the beginning and by the end of it like your assumptions have held true but sometimes it's not and sometimes you get a guy that like at the very beginning of the game like i'm pretty sure this is one of joe's tactics sometimes just go oh i'm the imposter right yes and that's the equivalent of this guy right here it's like it's so obvious that it could that it would be this guy given preconceived notions that it either can't be or because I think it can't be because of preconceived notions, maybe it is them, you know, that that fifth dimensional chess. Yeah, this this movie's brilliant is what I'm saying. It's it's superbly written. Should, See, should win an Oscar. That's the problem I have is that I wanted it to be fifth dimensional chess. I wanted it to be like I've ruled him out because he can't be. Oh, shit. It was him. And it never does that to me. It the first person who I'm the strongest in suspicion of does turn out to be it in the end but whatever hey everybody takes a different approach <laughs> look i'm sorry you're a genius Nick. i, I, don't, I, don't I know just you want can't me to contain this fucking cosmic knowledge this, in this, my brain this, this genius yeah um <laughs> all right uh so we've met our cast uh sans one person when they return to the inn later um we do encounter the person who sent the complaint about the trapping um dr ellis who is a scientist here doing research to try to i don't know what she's doing research on to be honest but she is trying to prevent the pipeline because it will destroy so much natural territory diplos wildlife etc etc she's here to stop that from happening so we have aggressions sort of built up um also through characters we got the the trash characters and the uh craft lady and her husband really want the pipeline because they will get money. And then you have the uh, gay couple who don't want the town that is beautiful to not get (laughs) to not be beautiful no more. (laughs) Um, And then you have uh, the uh, scientist who wants that to not happen. um, And the innkeeper who also seems pretty against it. I did ever give a reason other than she just doesn't want just doesn't want it. Yeah, I mean, she's just she's happy where she is and yeah. doesn't want to, yeah, give it we up. Learn that her husband left her for another woman. Um, he he, uh, they they sort of built this in together, or not built, but they, they established this life together, running this in, and then all of a sudden he went off with a younger woman, and she's alone. Um, so she's like sort of dealing with some stuff and doesn't want this creepy, slimy corporate guy to be um, harassing her for her land rights. And I, I I also want to say something that we overlooked that I think is such a weird thing to include at the very beginning of this movie that they they incorporate back in. But this movie starts with a Mister Rogers quote on oh, the screen. Yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah, well, I, it it stuck in my head because I was like, okay, this is like it's done in like a very creepy way where it's like dun dun. <laughs> like like yeah. it's like over the top like suspense note hits um and it does all the text and then it holds for a sec and then it says mr rogers i was like all right that's pretty fucking funny like that's like like making mr rogers the purest yeah like thing in like all of media like you have the quote into your uh i don't off the top ah, of my head I don't th- oh, well actually maybe i do did i did i write it down i did write it down look at me uh listening is where love begins listening to ourselves (laughs) and then our neighbors 
Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Uh, yeah, I totally like that. That slipped by me, and I they do reference when they go to meet um the big grizzly man. Uh, they're like, "Hey, don't you want to be a good neighbor like Mister Rogers?" And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Um, and then the big plot uh switch happens here. Um, where now you know we've sort of talked about all the characters. Um, they oh, well, actually, I'm sorry, I'm getting two scenes mixed up, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, they do find. Uh, that in the morning the generators have been slashed by big knives they suggest it could be at one point um parties unknown by parties unknown and there's no power in the town they're also quote unquote storm fucked um by (laughs) that's a line from the movie uh by a, a big storm blocking the road so they're trapped in with no power and then they d- discover a dead body under the inn. Turns out the innkeeper's uh, husband did not run off with some young trollop, but instead is dead. Uh, and not just dead, <gasps> but like ripped open dead yeah, with mold. animal fur. Um, so now we understand that, oh, there's a big predator in the area. Presumably the predator, which also tore up these generators, but kind of weird um and uh and we don't know what to do um also the conservative woman's dog gets eaten because here's the thing (laughs) having recently been in the mountains on a little vacation and having Uh had a bear uh break into a car next door (laughs) to where i was staying which is an amazing turn of events we woke up at 6 30 in the morning to a horn honking because a bear broke into our neighbor's car to eat some food they left in there and got trapped like hey get out here what an amazing turn of events but that whole weekend Anytime I had to take the dogs out at night, I was like hyper aware of bears because of this, like, you know, like not just because of this, like, but especially heightened because of this uh, event happening. This lady lives in these mountains and lets her dog out on one of those retractable leash things while she's like standing inside just lazily, you know, not paying attention. Just smoking a cigarette, too, which is like it's 2021. Don't smoke in your house. Yeah, go outside. (laughs) Um, You don't do that. You don't let your animal out, <laughs> your tiny little dog, out on a leash, out of sight, at night, in the mountains. A bear is going to kill your dog before a werewolf ever does. Um, <laughs> so, Here's the pecking order. Bears and then yeah, werewolves. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> really annoyed by that. Um, but she is in mourning over her dog. And then she's like, do you think the thing that killed the dog also killed your husband? Um, is that a thing My we can chachi? determine? Yeah, Chachki. Uh, because she loves her tchotchkes which are like little knickknacks so she names her dog after them very fitting um so the doctor uh runs some tests and confirms that indeed what killed the dog is what killed the man and they have some kind of super predator on their hands they got some kind of dog man dog dogs uh, and killing uh, men yeah that's what you that's what anyone means when they say dog man a animal <laughs> uh-huh. that eats dogs and men yeah <laughs> so um here's here's one major point i i didn't like about the movie is that you know as the viewer from the title that werewolves are real and are gonna be in this movie and the only subversion they could do with that is not have a werewolf (laughs) like that is the only thing they could do to play up any difference in what you expect and it takes more than half of the movie to establish werewolves because they're spending so much time introducing characters and doing everything else they are still acting at this point in the movie that there isn't a werewolf problem there's just a big predator problem maybe we can go get the trapper to help us out i mean i thought that worked like i thought like the way they introduced werewolves because they take the stupid guy and be like all right how do we introduce this very wild concept into a very grounded contemporary like setting and they're all like what could who or what could have killed it and he's like werewolves yeah i love that line individual lines throughout this movie are fantastic and i I like the experience overall but i just felt like by the midway point of the movie it was really belaboring like getting to everyone buying into the werewolf concept and 
it's not because it's not realistic for the characters to do that because it would take a while for the characters to do it. And when they do do it, it's almost too fast. Like once they finally buy into werewolves, they're like, yeah, yeah, it is werewolves. Um, but from an audience perspective, I wish they had established it as fact sooner in the movie. So we had more time to play in the werewolf world than building up towards accepting werewolves. It I just took it. too long. Because uh, I think what me. I think how it worked for me is that it, it continued to allow that doubt to creep in, right? Because again, they did I'm have an idiot. that. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know at the very beginning of the movie who who the bad person was. Um, so I was like, okay, like you know, it could there could just be like someone. There's just a serial killer, or like yeah. not a werewolf, or whatever, whatever. Um, I I, I was seriously hoping. So like there was that where I was really hoping that maybe there's no werewolves in this movie and werewolves within means like our own doubts and betrayals and yeah, evils. And they're, there's going to get to the end of this movie without a single werewolf. And I, I was like, God, that would piss so many people off, but it would also be so brilliant in its own way because it would totally throw my prediction from the beginning. Um, so I, I was really hoping I was, I, I, it didn't get there. And I think it probably would have been a mistake to do it. And what they did do was clever enough, um, which is, so they go to the trapper. He says, no, they're like, be a good neighbor like Mr. Rogers. He says, I don't know who that is. They find the dog collar in his house, bloody. And they're like, okay, he's got to be the werewolf. The town decides to all pack up in the inn to hide from him. Um, because they're convinced he's a murderer. And, uh, while they're all in the inn that night, bam, werewolf strike, <laughs> uh, bites Fam- off the hand. Famous martial artist move, werewolf strike. Yes. Yes. You will not be ready for my dog's paw attack. Uh, so, uh, the conservative guy gets his hand bitten off, um, because he's also been a gross touchy feely guy the whole time. Like, where's my hug guy? Yeah. Um, and uh so he gets his hand bitten off and they i I, another thing that they didn't deliver on that i was hoping is throughout the movie he's just getting more and more ill and i was like that dude's gonna become a werewolf before this is over um like maybe he does it um but uh they they definitely establish that like werewolves are real because someone in this boarded up sealed place killed or uh, attacked someone and Mm. It, it's got to be them. Uh, it's got to be one of us. Um, then it's a series of incidents where, and I don't know how in the depth uh, details you want to get with this. Cause we talked about not going scene by scene, yeah. but characters causing other characters harm and pain and suffering yeah. uh, ongoing. The doctor announces to everybody that lycanthropes are real. And then um, she has, she has sequenced the DNA and it's like, she says it's, it's, uh, uh, it's it's canine DNA overlaid overlaid with human DNA like yeah. over top of each other some sort of quadruple helix I don't know what the fuck they just you know <laughs> yeah, techno battle all, yeah um, and then when she says that the corporate gas guy breaks into the room and murders her and claims it was a suicide so um, we never know the conclusion to that like yeah it could have been a suicide is what you're saying. Yeah, like, I mean, and, and that's another scene where it's, you know, where where the movie works to make everyone seem suspicious in their own way, except for the protagonist. Um, and that in and of itself is interesting to me. And like, and, the, and then they also acknowledge it with the innkeeper, like, gives the oil baron dude the side eye. It's like, okay, you were the only person in that room because she, the doctor had locked herself in the room because she was convinced one of them was a werewolf and she had a gun yeah. and she was like, if anyone comes in here, I'll kill them. And so he comes in through a side door and they get into a tussle, but no one sees it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I still don't know. Like she could have shot herself. I'm pretty convinced uh, she didn't, but I guess it is left unclarified, but I feel like it's pretty, pretty much there. I was also sitting there and this is where I got a little too many. It was like, you know, guns discharge bullet casings, so you could just look at the casing that fell on the floor and just compare it to which gun. Two. Yeah, like, but he, if they wrestled, she could have shot herself with her own gun by them wrestling. Like, yeah, that's true. Um, also, like, yeah, I, whatever. I, that that's 
I think it doesn't ultimately affect the story whether she killed herself or not, so it doesn't no. have to be answered, but I do still feel like he killed her. Um, so then we enter a scene of everybody casting down on everybody else, including the guy who has his hand bitten off being like, maybe I did it. <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> saying, no, no, you didn't. You didn't do it. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, they they decide to go their separate ways um, because of this. And then that just leads to a series of murders where characters are determined to make this have an outcome that suits them best. So the um, conservative wife who wants her gift shop uh, murders uh, one of the gay guys who is holding up the vote to get the pipeline to come yeah. through. She she stabs him with uh, a maple tap because they make uh, maple syrup. Yeah. She's pretty fucked up. The sweet stuff. Um, <laughs> then uh, the, um, the gas guy uh, goes to his car and turns out He's just he's a the punisher. He's, he's the, the punisher. punisher. <laughs> yeah. He's got a crossbow in there. They, they do a weird thing that just feels like a writer cop out is that everybody has guns because it's the mountains. And then they say, what if we put all the guns away and they do that, which number one feels weird. Like you could just establish that werewolves are, you know, immune to everything but silver bullets and not, need to put away the guns I, I don't understand what that did for the plot except that then when everyone goes to go their separate ways they don't go retrieve their guns they're like well i i put my guns in that collection with all the other guns so i guess i gotta walk yeah. home without a gun now that was also a big red flag for me yeah that that, that they that they didn't go back to retrieve the guns because the first fucking thing i would do once the shit hit the fan yeah. in terms of like everyone leaving or whatever it's like all right, well, let's go get the guns. Like I knew, like they threw away the key. They locked the door and they threw the key outside. It's like, I would immediately either go try and find the key or yeah. just break down the door. Like this is an old ass cabin hotel in thing. Like we yeah. got solutions. And yeah. I got all these guns. <laughs> these are solutions to everything. <laughs> yeah. I live in America. I know how it works. Yeah. I, I was really bothered by that. It didn't feel true to the character's behavior. It didn't feel sensible to the plot. It didn't like drive the plot in a way. It, it just felt like a wasted scene and it bothered me. Um, but regardless, some guns do get out there. There's a crossbow. There's a tiny little gun. Um, and <laughs> it's her purse gun. It's her purse gun. Right. Um, so she kills that dude. Uh, then uh, we learn. Like, how, do, how do we want to divulge this information? I'll, I'll let you take over a little bit. All right. Well, so uh, because everyone's left. um Except for uh, Cecily, the innkeeper, and Finn, uh, they hear some noise upstairs. They go upstairs. They go into uh, the oil guy's uh, room that he was staying in, and uh, he's got a knife in there. And Finn picks it up, and he's like, "What's it smell like to you?" And and meanwhile, so there's a background that Finn got relocated because there was a problem that happened at another place he was he was working as a ranger and he was fishing in a pond that you weren't supposed to that so they relocated him um and apparently at that same pond there was a mulling incident uh and there is a newspaper clipping in the oil guy's room that says like mulling happened at trout trout lake and cecily is like weren't you at trout lake and he's like yeah why and then he finds the knife and he's like what's this knife smell like to you and she's like terrified because he's like holding brandishing a fucking knife at her yeah. it's it's and his like the lighting is also like he's underlit so his brow is like really heavy and yeah. shadowy and he's got like a crazed look in his eye that just and it's all set up for nothing <laughs> like yeah but okay <laughs> what is this what does this knife smell like to you your blood yeah, yeah. um but apparently the knife smells like diesel which is what the generators run on so mm -hmm. now there's suspicion that the oil guy has destroyed all of <laughs> the idea that somebody was strong enough to take a pocket knife and slash metal frames for the generators yeah. what a wild idea that everyone buys right. into that looks exactly like a claw mark like there's yeah. four yeah. straight serrated like cuts into it yeah um but yeah so now they think the 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 oil guy did it um and then the oil guy breaks back into the inn with his fucking Sam Fisher goggles and his crossbow. And he's like, I'm going to kill you because he thinks that Finn's the werewolf because mm -hmm. what's actually been happening is that he has been tracking 
all the werewolf attacks across yes the the state which they established through having him just know a lot about werewolves which in turn also prior to this scene would have would have given doubt for him like oh maybe he's the werewolf he knows a lot about werewolves but instead he is a werewolf hunter as a hobby (laughs) and and is convinced that finn is the werewolf so he's going to kill him yeah um so they run out of the inn uh the innkeeper has locked herself in her room because finn told her to was like lock yourself into your room uh and don't come out for anyone which i thought that was going to culminate into finn coming back and be like open the door and she's like no and then kills him (laughs) because of that yeah yeah um but they run to the oh they run into uh joaquin who is one of the one one of the guys from the gay couple Mm -hmm. um and he's hiding underneath basically where they found the body under the uh um Porch. In, under the inn mm-hmm. yeah um and the guy's just kind of like stomping around looking for them and at, at some point they get away from him yeah so they go to the the crazy craft lady's house that part i can't figure out oh no i know why i just don't think it makes sense they got separated joaquin got separated from his boyfriend or husband i don't know sure which they are yeah um got separated near that house and he's like i know him he would have gone in here if he got lost which uh, I don't think that logic tracks, but whatever. So they, he would have gone into a stranger's house. Yeah. Yeah. If he had gotten lost. Yeah. Um, so they go in there looking for him and <laughs> see that the, the handless guy is, you know, still like dying on the couch at this point. I'm like, he's going to turn into a werewolf. He's going to turn into a werewolf. Instead. She shows up um, <laughs> in, the, in a wildest way. Um, it's not her. I I'm skipping the redneck guy is here. Also, he has yeah. Freddy Krueger clawed his hand <laughs> uh-huh. with the intent to slash up the place to make it look like a werewolf has been in there so he can rob her. Um, but have it all be covered under the, the werewolf thing. Um, they, they fight him. Um, he runs outside his girlfriend backs up the truck hits him because she's not looking what she's doing just straight up kills him and you're like oh my god you're still like reeling from that death and then the girlfriend's head explodes <laughs> because yeah. she gets shot by the conservative wife who's like there you guys won't vote my way i'm gonna kill everybody except it doesn't make sense because they were on her side on the vote so she's just not even thinking she's just in a bloodlust so she comes after uh finn and cecily who run back into the house and again i'm like werewolf 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 <laughs> like come on <laughs> just um, chanting yeah and and except the movie is doing the thing where it's like turns out everybody in this town is just awful and not a werewolf uh, yet <laughs> um oh. uh so uh the uh the lady comes in and she explains her plot is to kill everyone and just you know use like all of the other events to sort of cover it up and then she'll get her her pipeline um they knock her out what do they use to knock her out does it matter i can't it's, remember it's if it was fire a, poker it's just a fire poker. okay so not like a significant item of any kind no, no no but it's specifically joaquin because he finds out that she killed her husband yes or his husband yes yeah he gets um, angry. He hits her in the head and they're like, oh, she's she's going to be all right. Right. And like blood starts to trickle down from her scalp. And then she falls into the fireplace <laughs> face first. Um, so now Joaquin is like a little bit questionable, but he was being held at gunpoint and was defending, you know, the or avenging the murder of his uh, lover. So like it's a fairly reasonable kill. Right. Like it's, he's not necessarily a bad guy. They get yeah, out of a reasonable kill. They get outside and the three of them run into uh, the gas man who is standing at a distance with his crossbow <laughs> up, night vision goggles on. Yeah. I'm the gas man. I'm the gas man. You, you, uh, he who smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the rules. Those are the rules yeah. of werewolf within. Yeah. Um, so he explains that he is going to kill the werewolf and that um the werewolf uh oh finn is like or joaquin's like why why is he hunting you and he's like i don't know maybe it's because i'm new in town maybe it's because she's the seventh child in her family because that's apparently a werewolf thing if you're the seventh child you are a werewolf 
Um, Apparently just in Argentina, though. In Argentina, yes, that is a lore there. Um, at which point, Joaquim uh, grabs her because, hey, that adds up. If she's the werewolf, we've got to kill her. So Joaquim has a gun to her head. Um, the crossbow guy is closing in. What triggers them to not get killed here? <laughs> I think it's weird because at one point, Cecily is being held at gunpoint by Joaquim. And then at another point, she's held by gunpoint by uh, Gasman. Yeah. Um, I don't so I think she wrestles free of Joaquim and then he gets shot with a, with a crossbow bolt. Yeah. Um, that was aimed at her and misses and hits him in the, right. the gut. Yeah. Right. Which I guess these are like silver tipped crossbow bolts. So what's Presumably going on here? If you're a werewolf hunter, you've got something for for that. Um, um, okay, so then uh, Gasman gets a hold of her. Yeah, um, is th- threatening Finn to come out because um, he's still he's suspicious of both of them. I guess at some point, or more specifically, suspicious he thinks it's Finn. He's like, I'm going to hold your yeah, yeah. your you know love interest at gunpoint or at crossbow point <laughs> um, because. <laughs> I think you're the the werewolf and I need you to come out. Um, but while all of this is happening and he gets Cecily away from uh, the gas man, then we hear something call from off screen and look over and it's Joaquim with the crossbow bolt in his belly and he's still alive just enough to fire a gun at the um, pre-established memorial. Not, yeah. yeah, not memorial, more like monument to... They call it sure. like a phallic monument because it is just like one straight up pillar with a flame on top and then two tanks on either side of it. So yeah, he's like, your your gas line sucks or whatever and like shoots that. It explodes. Um, during all of this, uh, Finn did get shot at um, and is cut or, or maybe the cut. Where did the cut come from? He got shot at. He got crossbow like sliced him, right? Like, yeah, 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 like yeah. it missed, but it hit him in the side. So he's bleeding damage. out. Everyone else is dead except for we know the innkeepers out there, and um, we haven't seen uh, the uh, the hunter guy, the trapper. Um, but the two of them are like, "Well, everyone's dead. Let's get into uh, a safe space they established earlier in the movie. This like restaurant that's empty, um, and it's just an axe throwing place. It, well, it's like a, throw the it's a whole arcade. It's like the kitsch kitchen yeah. or something, and it's got like all kinds of fun stuff. Um, it was called like the axe grind or something." I don't know. Um, <laughs> I thought it had a different name, but it doesn't matter. The point is they get in there and uh, then uh, she's like, hey, you're going to you're you're bleeding, but I don't want you to die. I really care about you. Um, I'll be right back. And she leaves and he starts to uh, explore while he's alone and finds all of the evidence that points to her being the actual werewolf, the husband of the innkeeper who was found dead was the former mailman and his badges in here undelivered mail that was specifically requested is in here and it all just kind of you know like um uh kevin spacey in <laughs> usual suspects like you know he he practically drops his coffee here because it all comes together um and she's she's definitely the werewolf the weird thing about this scene is that before he has this revelation, he is like bleeding out and dying. He is convinced he's not going to make it. That doesn't ever nope. <laughs> matter he's for the rest of the around movie. After that, yeah, his revelation has inspired him to live. I guess. Yeah. So all, all the wound starts closing on, like all the blood drains out of his fab- fabric of his clothes <laughs> yeah. and back into his body. Um. So he goes and confronts her, and she's like, "It was so easy to get all of these people to to hate each other, except for you." You know, all, and that's such a good like tie-in of the game theme, like you were talking about, like all your suspicions that switch to different people. It really is easy to make everybody just think everyone else is the bad guy. Um, uh-huh. But her whole plan is to sow as much discontent as possible in the town to get them all to either kill themselves or be vulnerable to being killed by her, and then she will have food until spring and when everything thaws, because all the bodies will be frozen. Um, which is a pretty fun werewolf idea. I like that a lot. Um, and uh, she she is starting to transform into 
Boy, not a very impressive werewolf costume. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage werewolf in London. Yeah, yeah, or more like Teen Wolf. Yeah, just on its own, like Michael J. Fox. Like, yeah, just like furry face, a little bit of you know prosthetic on the nose and whatnot. Just a really unfortunately not exciting werewolf transformation, which would have really capped this movie off, I think. Um, but whatever, you got to work within your budgets. It, it they did good with what they had. Um, fight, fight, fight he's definitely going to die. And then Wang shovel to the back of the head. It's our trapper buddy who says, I'm just being a good neighbor. Uh, <laughs> like Mr. Rogers. Um, then a couple of fake outs where it's like, Oh, they're acting like she's defeated just because they hit her in the head, forgetting all rules about werewolves because of genre blindness. <laughs> Or also just the fact that hitting someone in the head might not always kill them. Let's maybe do something about this. So they get attacked again, attacked again, and they they fight their way through it. They throw some axes, um, which aren't very effective because they're not thrown well. Um, But they end up defeating her just long enough for them to be leaving and saying like, Hey, maybe we've all learned something from this today and her to get up one last time in the background, leap through the air and get shot with a crossbow in the heart by the innkeeper. Who's come out looking for everybody, I guess (laughs) Um, the end. Uh, It's just this whole town reduced to three people. (laughs) The pipeline will not be run, I guess. So that's good. Um, And the werewolf is defeated. So a question I have about that is at some point when uh, the trapper guy comes in and has a scuffle with the werewolf, it seems like she bites him. And I'm like, are we are we like abiding by the usual rules of werewolfdom? Like, is is he now a werewolf, or does the did did it not break skin? Like. It felt weird to like have that is a little continuity thing that was like, well, just and, like, and don't, we also don't have, have the guy who had his hand get bitten off, not turn into a werewolf, but could take more time. And his house did burn sure. down with him in it. So he's probably dead, but he's also just enough of a loose thread that if they did do a sequel, he could come back as a handless werewolf, <laughs> which would be a fun callback. Mm-hmm. Um, Put a hook on it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they will. I don't think they will do a sequel to this movie. I I think this is very much a one and done kind of thing. Yeah, um, it's nice. It's to put a bow on it. It's concise. Yeah. So I, I don't think we'll have any follow ups with people who got bitten or whatever. But um, it is it is a better than middle of the road movie. Like it's a fun watch and worth watching. But it is also like you said. I think not a great movie. <laughs> like it's just it's fun. Yeah, it's just fun. It's just fun. fun. It doesn't. Sometimes you want that. Yeah. Um. And that's that's werewolves within. That's 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 the werewolves within us. What about the werewolves within you? Whoa. Oh. <laughs> deep. Deep deep within you. There there are two wolves. <laughs> two, <laughs> there are two werewolves in all people. <laughs> Which werewolf will you feed? <laughs> um. Nikki, ready for our next movie? Oh man, boy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I uh, I did a little I did a little uh, digging around. Oh, why in the in the, in the attract mode dirt? You know, searching for some for some uh, some gems down there. And um, at the beginning of this, beginning of this whole this whole experiment, the the attract mode experiment, um, a test of of the human psyche, I. Uh, said like, hey, let's not do any like uh, any movies that don't have like English dubs. Um, it was kind of more so just to avoid like doing a bunch of movies based off of visual novels that are like Japan only or Japan first that mm-hmm. we had no familiarity with. Yeah. Um, as time has gone on, I mean, we've obviously done some foreign language films. We've done like Future Cops and the Dynasty Warriors. Um, so I was like, okay, let me relax that rule just a little bit. Simply in the cases of like, okay, this is obviously like a well-known movie in the West. It just never got like sure. an English dub. So I went back so and case by case. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went back and and looked at at some more uh, films, to make sure I didn't miss anything. And we got here, found this in in the bargain bin. Uh, a, a Ninja Gaiden movie anime hmm. that uh, came out in 1991 that uh, would technically be the very first video game movie 
came out before oh. Super Mario Brothers. Is yeah, it, it's animated, I assume. Yeah, it's animated. Okay. Um, uh, no English dub, as far as I know, just English subtitles. Um, but uh, added that to the list. If you'd like to go back, take a step back in time. If I'd like to, so do I not have to? <laughs> um, I mean, I would like us to do it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If if you're strongly opposed, we don't have to. Okay, so you are actually just pitching this. You're not just saying we're doing it. Yeah, let's do it. Whatever. All right. Cool. Do you like Ninja Gaiden? I liked Ninja Gaiden so much as a kid, and I did not follow up with the series, so I don't know where it ended up and what kind of things it did. But this will be a nice throwback to childhood me. Uh, uh, at around the same time this released, I was playing this an awful lot. So we'll see what it does. How? What it do? We'll see what, what it, it do. do. What Ryu do for you? 